Howdy, folks. It is uh, Wednesday, April 13th. It is 9.30. It is dark. It is all dark in my tent, except for uh, a solar-powered light that I keep with me. Um, it's also very cold. Uh, in fact, the microphone that I use to record this podcast is like ice cold. And uh, things are frozen around me. But um, I have a few advantages. One, I'm nestled into a negative 40 sleeping bag. It is uh, rated up to minus 40 degrees. And uh, that's that's a really nice thing. Secondly, um, our Sherpas provide us with um, water bladders filled with hot water. Uh, before before we go to bed. And that also is a very nice thing. It's great to nestle in between your feet and uh, keep your feet warm and get the temperature inside the sleeping bag up as high as possible. I'm also clutching my hot water container full of, full of uh, warm water and it's nestled against my belly. So all of these things combined make it a fairly nice, relaxing time in my sl- in my tent at Everest Base Camp uh, for Adventures Global. I have uh, had a bunch of ups and downs with my um, throat um, and my headaches and things. I I think I'm over the hump as far as altitude sickness goes. Altitude sickness is nausea and uh, headache. But uh, nausea and headache has given away to a upper respiratory infection. Um, and uh, <laughs> what my teammates refer to as a Bruce Willis voice. <laughs> they say I have, I'm bald and kind of look like Bruce Willis and, and have sort of his vocal mannerism. So it's funny. I have a good group of guys, and uh, we're all getting along pretty well. Um, And they're all much more healthy than I am right now, which is a little frustrating. I would definitely like it if I was doing better, and I could uh, kind of uh, enjoy my time with them a little bit more on an equal footing. I don't like to be the underdog, but uh, you know what? We've got a lot of time here on the mountain, and as long as I take care of myself and uh, take my meds, I think there's no problem. I'll be uh, I'll be doing well. Um, today was an interesting day. Um, first, uh, the I was not feeling well, and I'm taking some um, antibiotic treatments. And uh, the rest of the team went off and hiked to an uh, area called Kalapatar, um, which is a a peak area that's near here. Not a long hike, uh, vertical about two to three hundred meters, and uh, just just to try to move our feet around a little bit. And uh, I couldn't I couldn't do it though. I had to kind of hang behind. 
just didn't feel like if I exerted myself, I'd end up getting worse. Um, so, uh, so they went off without me and it was a, it was a bummer because I, I would like to include myself in as much as I can, but it's, it's, if I would to, were to exert myself, I might dig a deeper hole as, uh, James, one of uh, my teammates says, at sea level, if you were to work hard, maybe you'd boost your system. But at this point, if you're working hard, you're actually putting yourself at a disadvantage. And if you're already unhealthy, it's not a good way to go. So I'll listen to him. He's a, he's a critical care doctor, and it's a joy to have him on our team. So, um, so I sat it out. So while they were gone, we also sent out two Sherpas to inspect Camp 1 and Camp 2 and uh, traverse the Kumbu Icefall and uh, see if any of our gear was left from previous years. Last year in particular, they had the earthquake in the Avalanche Base Camp and uh, people kind of got out of here in a hurry. There wasn't a lot of time to cover gear, recover equipment, or anything. It was just kind of like get on a helicopter and get out of here. So they went up to investigate and see what was salvageable. In doing so, they actually encountered an avalanche, which <coughs> which separated one of the Sherpas from the others. And uh, we spent a very nerve-wracking evening waiting for word from the Sherpa that was kind of left waiting for some uh, more technical Sherpas to go and plot away around the avalanche. It seems a little bit hairy. The uh, icefall is extremely broken up. There's quite a few ladder crossings over crevasses and one in particular that's four ladders long. And when you think about four ladders that are strung together end to end in order to form a bridge that you need to walk across while you're laden down with gear, wearing a bunch of heavy clothing and having teeth at the bottom of your boots, it's, uh, it's pretty uh, interesting. Uh, the guys who've done this already say that uh, some of these crevasses you can't even see the bottom of. It's just an abyss. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I'm not waking up anybody. Uh, my tent is adjacent to a couple of other guys, and I don't want to wake them up because I'm doing a podcast. So you're going to have to deal with my whispering Bruce Willis voice. <laughs> so the guys... Uh, went off on their own hike. The Sherpas went to Camp 1 and Camp 2, and I stayed here at base camp with Ronnie trying to resolve some internet issues. It's, it's kind of funny to think about having internet issues in the middle of base camp, but it is true. And it's it's sort of a sign of the times, you know, that we are all connected. I can make a podcast and put it out tomorrow and let all you people know what I'm doing. And 
we should be able to do that fairly easily with the technology of today. And uh, so far, the the system that we have in camp is not that good. So we're trying to upgrade it. And uh, <laughs> Ronnie sort of uses me as a guinea pig because I'm by far the heaviest user because <laughs> I have all these videos and things. Uh, we tried to make for some res resolutions, but... Um, oh, oh, we couldn't do quite the, as much as we wanted because today is Happy New Year. It's Nepalese New Year. And uh, they were celebrating uh, New Year and not really having much time to help us with our internet issues. So I was kind of struggling with uh, Ronnie to try to figure out what was best and uh, waiting for everybody to return. Um, in the end, everybody did return well. The Sherpa that was uh, separated from everybody else returned late. He had a very, very long day. These guys are, are real heroes. To go up there uh, alone in some cases and, and do things that we must do guided. You know, they just have a level of expertise above and beyond. Um, but they did end up coming back a little bit weary and worried. Um, in Nepalese culture, what uh, most people, what the, what most of the Nepalese do before they go up into any mountain is they get blessed at the Pujab. A Pujab is a special temple where... Um, they have prayer flags laid out, and the Lama, uh, who is like the holy man, will come and bless all of the climbers before they go up the mountain. And uh, the two climbers that left today went risking um, going up without being cleared by the Lama. And I, I have to imagine that that was sort of part of the fear that they, they got into the problems in, with the avalanche because they weren't properly blessed. So when they came back, Ronnie and uh, the Sherpa and the team members um, all said that they needed to wait for the Lama to uh, bless the team before we do make any uh, subsequent attempts. The problem with that is that <coughs> is that the Lama um, isn't available until the 19th, which means that we can't even get up into the icefall um, to feel it out until, until after that. So um, there's good and bad there. The good is that we can wait until other teams... Uh, who are already blessed, go up and plot a course that we can follow. Um, maybe some problem areas can be avoided uh, through hindsight. Teams can go up ahead of us and kind of lay, get a lay of the land. The negative to that is um, it's been pretty warm recently. I just heard an uh, uh, avalanche. You hear them through the night. 
don't hear many during the day, but at night you can hear the rumbling and the deafening sound of dropping snow. Most of these are far, so far away you can't even feel the effects of them, but you can't hear them. It's interesting. Anyways, um, so by waiting, it's been a warm season, and uh, as the ice warms, it loosens, and it becomes slushy. And it's not necessarily the best to try to trudge through. We are designed as climbers on this mountain with the gear that we have to work our way through ice and snow. And uh, rock and slush is not really what our gear is designed for. So um, eh, waiting a week is not the end of the world, but uh, we're going to try and get up and down as quick as we can, as quick as safely we can, you know. The next few days are going to be filled with some more rest, which I need for my sickness, and drilling, uh, which are like short uh, sections of ladder that are going to be set up where we can practice traversing with our crampons and our big boots and just kind of working our way through these areas that we can do within a confined environment of the uh, base camp area. You know, base camp's interesting because uh, the whole area, we're, we're basically on a glacier beneath this tent, down hundreds of feet most likely, solid ice. And it's moving. It's always moving. It's always melting. And it's always changing. And... Uh, Today, uh, the the beginning part of the day, it was hot. The sun was beat, beating down on stone. Now, if you were to look at our base camp, you would think that it was solid ground. And uh, you wouldn't be saying uh, anything too crazy because it does look like that. Dark, dark gray to black stones. Uh, coat the upper uh, skin of the glacier. These rocks have been scraped, gouged, lifted from the mountaintop as the glacier moves from the top to the bottom. When it gets to an area like where we are, the sun starts to bake the snow on the top of the glacier and these rocks that have been encased in the snow start to build up and they form sort of like a skin. And uh, it's sort of a self-propagating system because um, when you shine a heavy solar light onto snow, most of that light gets reflected off because the surface itself is white or clear but as soon as you have this coating of black stones, the black absorbs the light from the sun and it over amplifies the heat and it ends up cooking the 
underlying ice and forming rivers and and small little creeks and lakes and things. And uh, throughout the day today, you could see the landscape sort of change ever slightly where you had a stream, now you had a wide, wide river where you had a, you know, where you had dry rock now. It was sort of saturated. And it made me feel like, wow, it's amazing how this world changes around you. You know, if you, if you don't keep up, you know, nature will move on without you. And it also makes me think about, you know, the effects of global warming because the, uh, the history of this area, recent history, has been that the snow has been able to penetrate down much, much, much farther into the valley. And the glacier size has been much, much larger. And these glaciers are hundreds of thousands of years old. And they're retreating at an alarming rate. You know, it's affecting everything from, you know, the water downstream to us wanting to climb. You know, it's just interesting how that works. Anyways. So we're going to wait for the llama to bless. We're going to do some drills. I'm going to work on getting healthy again. And, uh, oh, um, hopefully I'll be adding to this whole idea of the Summit Series. Billy Beerling uh, was the first climbing aficionado that uh, blessed the Giant Nation podcast. But uh, according to Ronnie... He's going to exert some of his influence and give me an opportunity to interview some other really amazing people in the climbing industry, some real legends. And uh, so look forward to that. I will be talking as soon as I can get my voice under control. I'd like to sit down and talk with some of the people here at base camp and you'll hear some of their stories. So. Just look forward to that. Anyways, I'm going to turn out my little light here and try and get some shut eye and uh, do something again tomorrow. The Jayo Nation podcast is a story of me as I travel around the world, meet interesting people, and do interesting things. For example, climb Mount Everest as I sit here at base camp, Mount Everest. If you're interested in following my journey, you can go to jayoe.com or check out my Facebook page at jayoelife or uh, just subscribe anywhere. I've got a lot of places you can find Jayo info. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. Add fuel to life. Jayo.